Thank you for joining me for another podcast. Welcome. You know, just as Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and proclaiming to the Athenians who the unknown God was, they're worshiping a God they don't know. It's the same way today. I'll be back. Thank you for joining me. Welcome. We are in a culture of religion. Everybody has a religion. Believe they can just worship God in their own way, however they see fit. A religious culture, but not a Christian culture, not a God-centered culture. Paul, while visiting Athens, he was walking through, walking through the city, and he seen a monument for an unknown God. Before he reached that, he saw statues to gods, just about every known God that exists. I mean, well, well let me rephrase that, every known idol that exists. There was a statue, some kind of commemoration for it. There was a, a statue from Zeus on. They did not want to leave anything out for fear of insulting a God that they don't know. That reminds me of a movie I seen a while back where a man wore a necklace, had about 20 different necklaces around his neck from each religion that he could think of. So in just in case, one is right. Well, it don't work that way. You got to give God all your attention, him and him alone. And you got to know him. He want to know you. So let me read this verse of scripture. Paul stood in the midst of the era Alpagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For I was passing through and considered the objects of worship. I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him. See, a lot of people go to church who don't know Jesus. They just go to church because it's in the culture. They don't know him, but they, uh, call themselves worshiping, but they don't know him because this culture, all you have to do is go to church and you're a Christian. It's part of the culture that just to go to church in the black community, especially it's just part of our culture to go to church, be a part of church. And people don't know why they go. They go to worship Jesus who have already 
saved you and came a part of your life. And that's how you know him. Therefore, the one whom you, I'm reading verse 23. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he need anything, since he gave to all life, gave in breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and their borders of their dwelling so that so that they should not they should seek the Lord and hope that they may grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us that was acts 17 22-25. God wants to know you. I'm t- I am talking to those who go to church who I have many people say to me, I don't go to church. I go to church, uh, but I'm not into that Christian stuff, but I worship the Lord. Uh, no, you don't. You have a form of worship, but you don't know him. I'm not speaking down to you or speaking hateful to you. I'm telling you the God that you want to worship wants to know you. He's a good God. If he wasn't, he drove, you would have known. He have drawn you to church. His hand is on you, or else you wouldn't be there. Many people sit on the church pews and they don't know God. Some preachers allow that to happen, never never tell them about the goodness of God. They preach something that sounds good, hyped up. But never, never share the gospel message that you need to know him to truly worship him. Jesus was speaking to the, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the Jews of that of that time period. And that's in Matthew fifteen seven and eight. You said hypocrites. Well, did you did Isaiah prophesy about you saying these people and this this is uh, can be applied to today. These people draw near to me with their mouth 
honor me, honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. What I just said, you worship God, but you don't know him. You praise him, but you don't know him with your mouth, but your heart is not in it. You say, I tell me, yes, my heart is in it. No, he's not. It's not in it because you don't know him. He requires you to know him. That was verse eight, verse nine. And in vain, they worship me. In the preachers teaching as doctrine, the commandments of men. Teaching doctrines as commandments of men. All you got to do is come to church. Pack them in. But they don't teach the full truth of the gospel. To know him and to make him known is our primary purpose in life. Jesus Christ, you know, one of the most uh, uh, scary scripture to me, when I first got saved, when I first started reading the Bible, there's one scripture that really bothered me. And that's in Matthew 7.21. And it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Verse 22 speaks about after death, the judgment. This is the part that really got me, kind of shook me up a little bit. And Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Now, this scene we're talking about preachers. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have not. We have prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. Have we, let me read that again. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many, many wonders in your name. And this just not for preachers. And then I will declare unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, if a preacher is a self-proclaimed preacher who don't know Jesus, is that his fate? If you stand, standing there, if did they actually do these things? I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. 
if they could stand there <laughs> and proclaim all the wonderful works they did for God and he tell them, I don't know you. And you go to church, you lift your hands, you got your Bible and you go and you sit there, you sing the songs. And the next day you're dead. You're lying before the church. Then you stand before the Lord and he say to you, I don't know you. That is a sovereign scripture. Do you know him? It is not difficult to know Jesus. All you got to say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my heart. I submit to you. Be my Lord and Savior. That's it. And he will set you free. You said, I'm not bound up. Yes, you are. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you are bound up. Let me read uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. You can't do the same things. You can't talk the same way. You live a different lifestyle. Now, I didn't say it was going to be overnight. We fall. We get up. We keep walking. We stumble. We straighten up. The biggest problem on the other side some Christians make it seem like it's perfect. You have a perfect life. No, you won't. You won't have a perfect life. You will have trouble. But he promised he would be there with you. He never said he's going to take care. He never said you're not going to have trouble. But matter of fact, he said you will have trouble in this world. And on top of that, because of him, you're going to have more trouble. But he promised he would never leave you or forsake you. If you're wondering what is the purpose of a Christian. Second Timothy 12 through 14. For this reason, I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Your life, everything you have, he will keep it. All he asks you to do is be faithful. 
in verse 13. Hold fast that pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That the good thing which was committed to you, kept by the Holy Spirit who dwelled in us. If you don't know him, you don't have the Holy Spirit. But as I said before, you can know him today. You can know him now. It takes less than five seconds. Oh, Jesus, I commit my life to you. I repent of my sin. Be my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. You don't have to go to a ritual. You don't have to go to a class. Just call on him. Repent of your sins. And Paul said, we all have sin. We were born into sin. Sin is not just that one act. Sin is a state in which we were born into. And once you do that, you're free. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Give him the praise and the grace that belongs to him. He will keep you. He will bless you. For every sacrifice in your life that you make, you may get up and say, I don't feel like going to church, but you do it anyway. He will bless you for it. Those little sacrifices that you do, but that's for another podcast. So, Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love, your peace. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the Holy Spirit moving in my heart. I ask that you will bless everyone out there who may hear me. Don't be angry with me. I hear what I'm saying. It's more to life than just going to church. I'm not saying going to church is the only thing. A lot of people have been hurt by church members. But what I'm saying is, Lord, I help them to understand you are there waiting for them to come into their heart, as we say, and be their Lord and Savior. So I pray, Father God, for everyone out there listening, the first responders, the nurses, doctors, teachers, anyone out there listening, CNAs, even people standing in the pulpit, whose daddy was a preacher and their daddy was a preacher, but they have never really been saved. I pray for them. I pray that they would become aware of the fact of their need, of the need of Jesus Christ in their life. And I ask you, Father God, that you will give me strength Help me to walk worthy of you and do your will and follow you with my heart. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. In your holy name, amen and amen.
please send your prayer requests to call to serve 316 at gmail.com. That's call to serve at gmail 316 at dot com. Call to serve 316 at gmail dot com. And your comments are welcome. I thank you. Have a blessed and a wonderful day. In Jesus' name.